Welcome to the Spring Break Edition of the USA Christian Challenge Podcast. Right here, you're going to hear all of the roundtable discussions that are important for you and your ministry. You can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge. Right now, let's gather around and listen to Ifalola talk about the art and the science of our spiritual disciplines. So for this, though, I kind of wanted to take a step back from just looking at a specific spiritual discipline and thinking about why do we even do these things and like how did we even get here? Um, and we're going to do that in the form of a conversation. So what even is a spiritual discipline? I'm someone who really enjoys like etymology and thinking about like the root of a word and how did we even get here? And so the Latin root. student it means training instruction and teaching and I think what's really interesting here is just that the combinations of these is like it requires both like the intangible nature of breath like a fleeting moment that you can't um, that you intrinsically do and can't put a name on being coupled with the fact that you need it to be trained and it's like the innermost workings of your heart here heart mind and soul being trained and guiding and you're becoming through the practice of spiritual disciplines. So to kind of like work it backwards a bit, because that was a little bit all over the place, a spiritual discipline is an activity that hones your focus on the Lord by providing an opportunity to cultivate a life of discipline where you're not at the center. So like one more time, a spiritual discipline is an activity that hones your focus on the Lord by providing an opportunity to cultivate a life of discipline where you're not at the center, which I think is key and integral to remember. Okay, but like, why is this even important? Like, this is all well and good. But in First Peter 3.15, it says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. Um, and there's so much more to the gospel than Jesus dying on the cross to pay for our sins, as we've been hearing from Bevan. Um, I think it's really huge to remember that it doesn't end there. Like, we do have hope and the gospel allows us to live differently. It's about the power of transformation and we are to live as transformed people, but that doesn't happen just by accident. So your motivation, which is the art here, uh, should be becoming a lifelong learner, which is the science side, in pursuit of Jesus, not a legalistic lecturer. That's a lot of L's, I know. So your, but your pursuit is becoming a lifelong learner, not a legalistic lecturer. And practicing spiritual disciplines equips you to live differently, that transformed life I just mentioned, and to help others do the same. So cool, 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 cool. Who said this and why should I incorporate this into my life? Like where is it, even is this in the Bible? Uh, let's see, Cleo, can you read this first verse for us? Uh, Timothy 4, seven through eight, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Thank you. So here this really speak to speaks to how godliness is not natural. It takes intentionality. It requires training. Um, and there is a life to be, to be found in pursuing the character of Christ. But again, it requires a choice and it requires you to enter into that. Chanda, can you read the next verse for us? Uh, yes, I was not expecting that. Um, <laughs> and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, uh, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, uh, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face 
that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. Thank you. So for this, I like to think of like, why are you pursuing the habit? Is it as a means for other people to see your godliness? Like kind of how the Pharisees are here. Or is it for you to be able to get to know the Lord better? Because if it's the former, that will not sustain you long term. Like that will not be a lifelong pursuit. It will literally just be in the moment. Let's say in college as you're trying to impress the people around you. Um, and that's not the life that we've been called to. So instead thinking of these practices and seeing them as not for the benefit of others, but for the benefit between you and the Father. And asking yourself the question, is that enough for you? Is it enough to pursue Jesus and enough for you to pursue that relationship? Okay. Winfield, we're just gonna go through social media team. I knew you were gonna pick on me. <laughs> okay, um, all right, so the third one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night, Psalm 1, 1 through 2. Thank you. What I really love about this set of verses is the word meditate, because it describes an active pondering, whereby similar to like what we were talking about before, there's the art and the science there, right? The art is the pondering because that's not something you can quantify. And then the science is the activeness of that because it's the choice and the intention. So it requires you to participate and take ownership over your delight. Like your happiness isn't just going to recur. Like you have to actively seek that out in the Lord to be able to delight in him. Great. So just don't just take my word for it. Like there are more scriptures that you can look into for yourself too. If you want them at the end, I can give you an additional set that like, I like to look at for this particular topic. But for right now, we will continue marching on because time is of the essence. So, all right, quick follow-up cues. How do I live this out and when do I do this? So this part's gonna be more, um, you guys are gonna input here. Can anyone kind of like, let me know, tell the group, what are some of the spiritual disciplines that you have already or look to do? Verse memory, does that count? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Daily quiet time. Nice. Yep, prayer time as well. Okay, yeah. Caleb, I saw you come off mute. Yeah, it was kind of an accident, actually, but I mean, I could still do something. <laughs> um, uh, something I've been doing lately is try, trying to monitor how much screen time I use because to limit mm -hmm. how, like, um, like, where I'm spending my time and also how influ influenced they, um, my expectations are uh, when it comes to, like, um, I guess, like, the world and my viewpoints, et cetera. That's a great one. Also, Winfield, you have beautiful legs. Um, anyone else? <laughs> There was something in the way I had to, I had to, I had to like move my computer screen. Okay, that was really weird. So a couple of others I think that we can think about here would be like service, silence, solitude, and stillness, which are actually like three separate things, which we can kind of go into how those are different. Think about rest, Sabbath, fasting. But let's start with like reading your Bible for instance. Maybe like one or two of you who already do this, how, what does that look like for you? Just a, like a top line description of like 
what it means for you to spend time in your Bible. Chelsea. Um, well, one thing I've been doing is um, I'm a very forgetful person, so I like to leave my Bible on my desk, so I have to confront it every morning uh, when I sit down before I turn on my computer. Um, and I, I don't know, I've been like mixing it up lately, but I think recently I got into, into like blue letter Bible and I wasn't really trying to, I was trying to analyze it like an academic document uh, or it as in the Bible. But recently I've been trying to, you know, sit in silence and kind of just meditate and marinate, you know, in the word um, after reading it rather than trying to get so academic. I mean, which is good sometimes. I think mm -hmm. I was just getting experiences with it. I don't know if that answers your question, but. It does. Thank you for sharing. And I think what you showcase right there is that there are so many different ways in which you can sit and read your Bible. There was Thinking of, it, thinking of it more as like from the analytical context, which is good sometimes when you're like, I just need to even understand like the historical framework in which this happened. And then sometimes it's just allowing the word to wash over you and to just be in the presence of like what it means to be with the Lord. Um, and also you answer the question of when do I do this? Like, instead of it being an assault from your Bible or confrontation, it's a reminder every morning. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, this is something that's important and I would like to do it. Uh, yeah one other person what does your time in the bible look like okay well one thing one other thing here is to just consider that there is no right way necessarily of doing this and that God has gifted us in very different ways and another example I like to use is thinking of there's a lady named Crystal and she colors her way through the Bible and picks out different verses and it's like a color-coded just like very elaborate and flamboyant thing and what I love about that and what she taught me is that the creativity that God has placed inside of you whatever that looks like is supposed to be brought out in you as you're learning more and more about him and if there is a specific way that makes sense for you like sometimes for me it's going hiking and then at the summit reading my bible because i'm reminded of how small i am and how big god is and just the magnitude it, that he's able to create such things such as nature and just like active reminder of being in nature so i think sometimes when we think of a spiritual discipline we think of it as it's this legalistic very structured thing that can only look a certain way and if i leave you with nothing else it's breaking that idea of there are different ways in which you can be with the Lord and rest in the Lord and come to know him and doing that. Make sure that it's in line, well, A, in line with like what scripture has to say, but also B, pulls out the things that God made in you. Um, uh, okay, real quick. So real talk though, what happens if I just like don't do it? Nothing, like nothing happens. Um, but I think it's also important to remember that you are consciously and unconsciously being shaped by the world around you. And so there's limited growth, there's limited knowing, there's no deepening without sacrifice. And each of these things allow you to walk closer and closer with the God who made you and allow you to develop that relationship. Um, 
and why not make choices that allow you to be shaped in the way that like Jesus would have you be shaped versus just going about like what the world has to say for you. So the TLDR, which is the too long dinner read of this session, it's this uh, summary statement's kind of long, but you know, we're gonna go with it. So pursue who you are becoming in the Lord wholeheartedly. Godly character is developed over time. Spiritual disciplines shape you by perseverance and honing your focus. It's both an art and a science. The science provides knowledge, understanding, and a framework. The art is the expression of human creativity, the flair that makes meeting with Jesus sweet for you. These habits, pursued over time, shape the person you're becoming. End up at your desired destination on purpose. So that's my little spiel. Do you have questions on your end? Things that you want to chat about? I'm going to go on mute. Thanks, Caleb. Do you want to talk about these uh, these quotes that you put at the top and bottom here? And yeah, what, for sure. Um, I think each of them I pick. So Morgan Harper Nichols, which we just spoke about at DTE, she's coming up everywhere. It would seem, <laughs> but she's a poet and she is Christian, but it's not like abundantly apparent in the work that she does. But what I really liked here about her words and how I use words a lot of the time it's just like active reminders throughout the day that bring me back and recenter me like on Jesus and I think if you can find things in the world that point you back to Christ it's key because you're going to be in the world but don't be of it and so how do I take these things and make them um centered on Christ but here the very top one it says maybe this heart of yours that longs for something more is being prepared for something so much greater than you and this just reminds me that as humans we long for something right you're usually thinking about what is my purpose who am i what am i here for all of these big existential questions and that's only fulfilled through christ and when you pursue something greater than you jesus christ holy spirit you become more and more in line um and you become more and more fulfilled because you understand the father who made you and the one that you were created for so that's kind of how i picked that one and then the bottom one for beyond your accomplishments and your calendars and your list, you were made with purpose and intention to reflect glorious light and to abide in love that reminds you, even in the pause, you are still where you need to be. And this just serves as a reminder, especially in college as you're running around thinking about, okay, I have this assignment and this class and this club and like, here are all the things I filled my time with. When you pause and take a moment and reflect on okay, what am I doing? Like, am I doing these things? Are they bringing glory to Jesus? Or am I just doing these things to fill my calendar? And whose acclaim am I looking for? Whose reward and like accomplishment? Like at the end of the day, am I looking for someone to pat me on the back and say, job well done. Like you've reached the status of like success as a, in, in the way of the world. Or am I looking to be able to say at the end of the day, I did everything that God had called me to do in that day. And each of these just for me, remind me that who you're becoming is such an important question as opposed to like, what are you doing? Uh, yes, that's how we chose those. Good question. Others? I have another one if nobody else has one. 
I'll take Chelsea's first and then we'll come back to you. Chandler. Wait, that was actually like literally my question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out. What is my favorite atypical spiritual discipline? Um, I think I'm someone who needs like a environmental physical reminder to be still. Otherwise I'm just like running around like a crazy person. And so my atypical one is usually going to the beach and like sitting and watching the waves wash in and out and just to be able to do a focal activity which means doing like one thing not multitasking not doing multiple things at once but being able to slow my mind down enough to be able to focus on Christ instead and pray like getting to the point of like okay now I'm gonna sit in prayer and like not be distracted but sometimes it can be just as simple as just sitting there and not doing anything else I'm also someone who really um I never really realized this about myself but I'm very active and enjoy exercising and whenever I'm doing even if it's something like boxing or pilates things that you won't really consider to be like spiritual disciplines off the off the bat I like to think of it instead of as okay this is something that is creative in the sense that like you have a creator so therefore you are inherently creative each and every one of you whether or not you can believe it that's another whole thing and he created my body so that it can move and so when I'm doing this if I'm able to reflect back on him as I'm doing these different things, I'm able to bring glory to him in that moment because I'm reminded of who he is, who I'm becoming and what I'm doing. And so sometimes it's just taking those, not everyday things, it's not like I go boxing every day, but the things that we think of as inherently, oh, I just have to do this as a means to an end. And instead reflecting it back and thinking about, okay, what does, what can I learn about Jesus from this as opposed to can I just get through this next 30 minutes? <laughs> Does anyone else have some weird and quirky things that they like to do? Uh, we just got the info, it's time to rotate though. Oh, okay. I don't see who's coming next, but you will have a human very shortly. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Thanks for listening to the Spring Break edition of the USC Christian Challenge podcast. You can subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you like what you heard, leave us a rating and review on iTunes because it helps us reach others with these resources. Once again, you can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge.